Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you as we continue our series on debunking the lies in motherhood. And these are lies that come from our culture, from us, from so many different places. And I'm, I just love unpacking them and kind of dissecting them. And today we're continuing part two, uh, where part one, we unpacked this lie that motherhood has to be messy and that we just have to give into the mess. That's just part of it. That's what it is. And we can embrace that. And while I myself can be definitely have messy mom moments and messy mom weeks, even, I don't believe that's something that we should just fall into and embrace. I believe about grace all the time and laughing about it and (laughs) owning it. But I believe that we don't have to stay in it. It doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't always have to be messy. We don't have to be just a hot mess express, if you will. And so today we're going to continue the conversation on that. And I'm excited to go there with you. But hey, I want to hear from you. If you have some ideas of some lies in motherhood that you want unpacked or any other topics for that matter, I would so love to hear them. Come into our Facebook group and you can share a post about it. I just, anytime people have ideas for what they would like to be talked about, I love it. Um, I don't always have the answers and (laughs) never do I have all of the answers, but if there's a topic that I, I feel like I can speak to, I would love to share about it. So please come into our Facebook group if you're not already there. You can find it um, by searching in Facebook for Morning Mama Collective. Um, I would love to see you there and learn a little bit about your story and just hear your suggestions. And if you're already in there, hey, just start a new post and say, and you can even do it anonymously. That's the beauty of it. Just start a new post and say, hey, I would love to hear a topic on this. And uh, that just gets me excited. I know exactly who I'm talking to, how to speak directly to that. And it just helps me just have more content for you. So thank you for doing that. Can't wait to see you over there. And without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama. So we are continuing to unpack this lie that motherhood has to be a mess. We have to be a mess. Uh, Our house has to be a mess. It's just a big mess and we need to embrace that. And while, like I've shared, uh, I have moments of embracing this. I definitely have days where PJs are the uniform and I love it. But this is not all day, every day. This is not the norm. That's the exception. And that's where I believe this becomes a problem. Some of the things that we, that, that we do in this messy mom culture, there's going to be moments of it. There's going to be days of it, but when it becomes a norm, that's where it's not healthy. And so some of these kind of lies that I think, um, are a part of this messy mom culture is one, just that you have to be sleep deprived, that you just don't get enough sleep in this season. And that's indefinitely, not just like having a newborn, but indefinitely. I know a lot of moms that just believe that's just a part of being a mom. Now, 
we're going to unpack that, that one a little bit today. Um, when we talk about boundaries, but there's just, there's ways around that. So we'll, we'll, so we'll go there in a minute. Some more of these are, uh, you're just going to have a messy home. I'm going to be behind on everything. There's not time to shower. There's not time for God. There's not time for marriage. There's not time to take care of ourselves. We need alcohol to get through the day. Um, we can't fulfill our, our bigger purpose or a different purpose than motherhood in this season. Um, and there's no way that I can be a good wife, a good mom, and take care of myself all at the same time. And it's just, it's just a mess. I'm a mess. It is a mess. So those are some of like the the aspects I believe that are a part of this messy mom culture or this this lie that motherhood has to be messy. And so we're just kind of debunking that a little bit. And we touched on a few things in the last episode. I encourage you to go back and listen to those. And we ended on the last one that um, one of the reasons that you might just fall into this is that you lack discipline and that you don't have the strength and you haven't built that endurance up that is required of motherhood, which actually is required of being a Christ follower. This is one of the ways that God strengthens us to make us new, to make us like the people we are created to be is giving us trials and helping us get through them. And, you know, you might've had some trials in your life. You might've had some, some things in your life that required discipline, but even if it was something hard, like last episode, I was sharing that before becoming a mom, I had the discipline to get through grad school and I had the discipline to get through, uh, getting all my hours for licensure to be a marriage and family therapist. Now, both of those required discipline. However, it was like a different level of discipline. Like there was a start and a stop. There was a clear end versus motherhood is 24 seven all the time, never ending. And I've even heard, you know, cause in my mind I have little kids. And so I, I think someday I won't have this. And I know it will shift and change. However, I have heard that that full feeling of just the, the, the burden, like the beautiful burden of motherhood just never fully goes away. Um, cause we now have these humans that God has used us to help create and we are going to always love them and see them in the world. And want to parent them in some way, even though it'll look different as they grow older, but that's, that's never going to go away. And so it's this whole new level of discipline to be in the midst of motherhood. And it can be so easy just to say like, well, when my kids are this age, I will really start taking care of my body. Or when the kids are in school, that's when I'll really care about the house. Or when the kids are teenagers, that's when I'll go back to work. Even if you feel God calling you to do that now. And of course there's nothing wrong with waiting to go back to work, but if you're feeling God calling you to it now and you're saying, no, there's just no time for it. I'll do it when that's when it becomes a problem. And that's when we really need to work on strengthening our muscles of discipline, which really the secret to discipline is literally, and I've been reading some books on this lately. It's just doing it now, not tomorrow not I'll start X, Y, Z. I'm starting now. And that's so hard, (laughs) but that is what it takes. Now with this, we do need to use wisdom. So, uh, you know, I think sometimes we get so, uh, we want change and we want it to feel different. And so, you know, in the midst, midst of like a newborn season, we want to just run hard at something. And I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm, but actually in that season, probably what discipline looks like is just sitting in it and getting through it and 
working to do it the best you can with taking care of yourself the best and your house the best and all of those things. I think I've, I've seen people start big things in the middle of newborn season. So for example, uh, some of the girls have attempted to join uh, the Morning Mama Academy during newborn season. And while I commend them for that and we tried it out, it, it just wasn't sustainable. There's just too much changing. There's too many new things. Um, it's, it's just so much. And so you know, you have to use wisdom about knowing what season it is, but don't use motherhood in its entirety as an excuse to not be moving forward in your discipline. Okay, that's it on that one. Next, we're going to move to number four, and this is <clears throat> that you're stuck in this, this lie of motherhood because you are just in a bad cycle that needs to stop. So, you know, I think messy motherhood. We can slip into that for many reasons. We talked about social media, you know, just it becoming the norm. But when we get, when we slip into that, I think part of what keeps us there is just we're in a cycle and any kind of cycles that we're in, any habits that we form good or bad, it is, it is hard to get out of them. It's like uh, Newton's law of motion where objects in motion stay in motion. So once we, we start on a certain way, it's, it takes a lot more energy to stop and turn around. And so once we start doing something every day, so maybe, maybe for example, you had a hard season in motherhood and you just started, you know, like my husband was out of town last week and every night I was like, you know what? I am just going to let myself Netflix because I am exhausted. I have three kids. One's a newborn. This is just a lot. I'm just going to let myself veg um, until he gets back. And so, you know, I started every night watching some Netflix. And the more you watch it, the more addictive it gets until it becomes this pervasive thing that you do. Now, in this instance, I actually didn't fall into that cycle that I often have seen myself do. But that's an example of how it starts. And then you find yourself doing this for months and years. And this now is the new normal. And I have, you know, in seasons last week was an example of how it would normally start, but it has in different seasons started that way and not ended. And it becomes this new normal, even when previously I had been reading at night or taking a bath or, you know, maybe writing or doing something productive that, that was enjoyable to me sometimes, like when it's an aspect of work that I really love that I I don't mind doing it at night. I kind of want to do it at night. And so I would, I would have seasons like that where I, 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 found real rest at night. But then there's seasons where I numb out on Netflix. And now there's nothing wrong with watching some Netflix here and there. But when we're using it every night to cope and we just, that's what we do. That's all we do at night. And we go to bed. I don't believe that is healthy. I don't believe that actually gives you the rest that you need. And so we get into these cycles and, and it just keeps going. And so any kind of messy aspects of motherhood that we've talked about could, could happen this way. Like you get in the habit of just staying in your pajamas and that's just the new normal. You get in the habit of drinking a glass of wine every night and then it becomes two and then that's the new normal and it keeps going. You know, it, there's, there's so many ways. It, it starts off with this train that just takes off and it's so hard to stop. And so you know, maybe it's even like foods. Like you're like, ah, I'm just going to let the kids eat whatever they want for this meal. It's fine. It's not, it's kind of junk food. I'm going to, you know, whatever. I don't have time to make a healthy meal. And then it becomes every meal. Right. And so we have to watch out for this inertia that happens when we start down a path. It's so easy just to keep going down it. And so 
The beauty of this one is if this is you and you just caught in a bad cycle, it is so easy to stop it. It takes discipline. It takes some hard work, but it's really a simple fix. What I have found to stop this, and I think I would like to do a whole episode on this, but I, I, first of all, just do a fast where I completely give it up for usually at least like a few weeks, maybe a month, sometimes longer. And I completely cut it out of my life. And with this, you're going to need some accountability because, you know, most of the time when I do this, it's a fast my church is going through together. And so like every year, the beginning of the year, we do 21 days of fasting and everyone choose some, chooses something to fast and, um, or we do it, you know, different, different points during the year. And so I have that accountability, like we're all talking about what we gave up. Um, we're all checking in with each other. We're all having conversations around it. And so I can't just like be like, Oh, you know what? I had a hard day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it once. It's fine. You know, actually before I would, when I was less involved with my church and I just, you know, kind of attended and I knew some people, but I wasn't, you know, super deep at like I am now. I remember during these, these fasts, I would cheat. I would have like, I would, I would kind of talk myself into be like, well, it's, it's just Friday night and Friday nights. I really look forward to this thing. And so, you know what? I'm just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Convince myself. And so without that accountability, it is so easy to talk yourself out of this fast. So I encourage you to decide what you're going to fast, whatever that thing is that really is just, um, leading you down into this messy mom culture. If you can pinpoint one thing or just choose one thing to start with, and then you can tackle some others and then choose how long you're going to give it up for and get some people in on the journey with you. Maybe they're going to fast something else. Maybe they just at least know what you're doing. Uh, but if you can do it with people, that's even better. So maybe that's you. You just need to stop the bad cycle and then start on a new cycle. So now the cycle I'm on right nights is reading. I have just been loving reading right now. And, um, I look forward to it every night. It's, it's excites me and I, it's just, yeah, it's the best. So I'm on a new healthier cycle now. And the beauty too, when you get on a healthy cycle is that I will watch some Netflix every now and then when my husband wants to watch a show with me or we have Friday night pizza night, you know, I I have moments where I do that, but I still want to go back to my reading. I'm like, Oh, that was fine, but I'm ready. I want to go read again. (laughs) So you can get yourself on a new cycle. Next one, number five, if you are struggling to slip into messy mom culture, um, is that you, it might be because you have poor boundaries, Now, I really could go on this one for a very long time, but essentially it kind of comes down to this. You need to have clear boundaries for yourself, for your children, for your husband, for your family about everything. So you need to have clear boundaries about when you're working, when you're not working. You need to have clear boundaries about when it's time for time with your husband or when it's time with time for your kids. You need to have clear boundaries about what time the kids go to bed. You need to have clear boundaries about what time you go to bed. Like all of these neat things need to be well-defined and just that alone can shift so much. Like when you figure out how to have some healthy separation from your kids and you now guard your alone time or your time with your husband, and really you need both, that is going to so quickly pull you out of this pit where you feel like this is just how it is. It's how it's supposed to be. And I see this so often in moms where this is so blurry and, you know, they, 
a lot of the things I see now, I want to, I want to, before I even say this, I want to, um, temper it with the fact that there are some people that just really strong, feel strongly about this, what I'm about to talk about. And if it is working for you and you feel healthy and like you're thriving and your marriage is thriving. Okay. But for many of us, if not most of us, having kids in our bed is not working out. (laughs) This is poor boundaries. This means that you're not getting enough sleep. That means your kids aren't getting enough sleep. Uh, You know, because even when you're sharing, right? Like, and I haven't actually shared a bed with my child um, really ever. I think on vacation once I shared. It was not my favorite. (laughs) But uh, from what I hear, most of the time, the kids are taking over the bed. Uh, You know, they're asleep. And so they're, you know, all over the place. Um, It's just not comfortable for anyone. No one's getting the rest they need. Also, like that bed is you and your husband's. That's your space to, you know, be husband and wife. And so it's a lot harder to do that when your kid is in your bed. And also a lot of parents feel like they have to fall asleep next to their child and that that's what they do every night. Now, I know it's going to take some uh, adjustments to get out of this and it's not easy, but you got to teach your kid to fall asleep on their own. Now, again, I know there's a whole school of thought that is different than this, but I believe that those kind of healthy boundaries are going to set you up for a much healthier person, like a person as a woman, like not just a mother, but a woman, a much healthier wife, and even a much healthier mom. Because I know when I don't get my alone time, I am not as nice of a mom. Like, really, I struggle and I need to be a nice mom no matter what, you know, that's area to grow in. However, like I need that and it's okay to need that. It's good to need that. You are not just a mom, right? You're a child of God. You're a wife. You are a mom also, but that does not trump over the other things. Now this goes in the other direction as well. Uh, We need to have healthy boundaries in terms of when we are with our kids, we need to be present. We need to not be on our phones. We need to not be scrolling social media. We need to not be texting constantly. We need to, to sit down with our kids. We need to play with them. We need to have conversations with them. We need to have no phones at the dinner table from us or them. Like we need to be present. And that's what good boundaries does is it helps us plant our feet where we are. It helps, uh, distinguish like this time is for this purpose. And when we can be intentional about our time, it's going to bring us so much more joy, so much more fulfillment. We're not going to feel like, uh, as much like, what did I even do today? We're not going to feel as much like, Oh my gosh, I'm failing my children. Now I've talked about that and that, that feeling can still come for different reasons, but I do find the days that I am the most present when I, when I intentionally say, this is my time to play with my kids. This is my time to invest in my marriage. This is my time to be alone and recharge that is when I have the best days. And so if you are just swimming in this messy mom culture, you got to get some good boundaries. And that's something I would be happy to help you with. Um, I don't have any, (laughs) I say that I don't have any coaching or Academy available right now, but it is something they usually go over. And so I will let you all know when that comes back, just still fighting through newborn season and trying to find the time to do it all. But I will let you know because I would I love helping people figure that out. Um, one way actually you can do that though without my help is uh, you probably heard me talk about it before. But the Systemize Your Life podcast and specifically the Systemize Your Life Academy so helpful just to get 
oh, the categories in to, to know how to make time for yourself, to know how to plant your feet where you are and not be, um, with your feet one place and your head another place, um, and just helps get everything under control. So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, you can go search for the systemize your life Academy. I think if you just Google systemize your life, um, Academy, you'll find the podcast, you'll find the Academy. It's by Chelsea Joe. Um, anyways, it's amazing. So get some boundaries, girl. You got this. It's gonna, it's going to help you so much. All right. Number six, one of the reasons you might be stuck in messy mom culture is that you are not resting well. And I kind of already made reference to this, but you know, so often we, we call it rest by numbing out, by binging TV, by binging alcohol, by, um, you know, scrolling endless social media. And that feels good in the moment, but it doesn't actually give us rest. It doesn't give our bodies and our minds what we need. In fact, you know, I I don't have the, the actual statistic written down, but there's research to show that we really need like that dead space in our days. Um, and by dead space, I mean, there's no, we're not hearing anything. We're not saying anything. It's just like empty space to be. And that space is super essential for us to process everything that's happening around us and, um, for us to learn from what's happening and really just like, um, uh, get out of all of it, what we need to, and not just be constantly overstimulated and overwhelmed. And so if that's how you feel, just constantly like, overstimulated. It's probably because you're not resting well. So you've got to come up with some new ways to rest. Like I said, reading is so amazing. I've been loving it. Um, the one I'm reading right now is, uh, if you like leadership and you, uh, like learning about just how to, um, just enjoy the gifts God has given you within the context of work. I highly recommend it. It's called working genius by Patrick Lincoln. Um, if you haven't read anything by read anything by him, he's an amazing leadership writer and he came out with this incredible model. Oh my gosh. And the way he writes is such an easy read. Like I am only a very slow reader. Um, but I sailed through his entire book in like half of the week this week. And I, again, <laughs> I'm not a fast reader. So anyways, if you, if that sounds good to you, that's a really good place to start. Cause it's such an easy read a working genius and you can just understand like your gifts and why certain work brings you joy and why some work just makes you feel defeated and frustrated and exhausted. And yeah, it's so good. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So reading, um, also just like recharging activities. So for some of you going to the beach, some of you going on a walk or a hike, um, maybe just sitting outside, whatever it is, um, find something that recharges you. Maybe it's doing crafts or painting like uh, that. That can be so helpful. These, these things actually will bring us the kind of rest that we need taking a hot bath and just sitting there. Like you can read or you can just sit there and there's so much good that comes from that. Okay, mama. So figure out how you can rest well, make a plan for yourself. Where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? Try out some things if you're not sure what brings you rest. Um, but don't, don't just give up right away. Like at first reading kind of feels like a chore until you really kind of get moving. And then it's just amazing. And, and nonfiction or actually no fiction actually is so good for your brain. I tend to go towards nonfiction. I just love it so much, but I know I need to read more fiction because I know it's so, so good for you. Um, okay. Next one, number seven, maybe you have fallen into messy mom culture because you are not 
following your priority hierarchy. This is something I talk about a lot, um, and I already made reference to it, but ultimately God has given us a hierarchy of our priorities that we need to follow in order to have a healthy life. And our culture has twisted this and made children at the top. I always think of it like a totem pole. I don't know why. It's just like how I see it. (laughs) But really, the children do not go at the top. They are not the number one priority. It can feel like that because they have a lot of very tangible needs that we have to take care of and we shouldn't ignore those. However, we've got to figure out a way to maintain the hierarchy that God has given us. And that looks like number one, God is first. So you are spending, you are carving out, first of all, time in your day to spend with God. Whatever that needs to look like, if it's in the morning, if it's at nap time, if it's at night, you need this in your life. And I talk about it endlessly because it's that impactful. So don't ignore that. So time with God and just the priority of God, like obeying his commandments, reading his word, being plugged into church community, like following what God says and having that relationship with him. That is number one above all. The next one is your marriage, your husband, your husband comes before your kids. This is essential. (laughs) This is how we have a healthy marriage. It's not going to be healthy if you put your kids first. And in fact, if you want your kids to be the most healthy, they need to see you putting your husband first. This is essential. I just keep repeating that. This is essential, but really it is. And with that, Um, kind of before, kind of at the same space is yourself. So, you know, we want to sacrifice for our husbands. We want to sacrifice for our kids. Um, that's, that's part of being a Christ follower, follower is sacrificing for others. So that is part of it. However, we need, like, like the verse says, love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to love yourself. And if you're not caring for yourself, your body, um, by, by giving yourself food, water, sleep, if you're not feeding your spirit with God's word, if you're not having healthy relationships and friendships and marriage, all of these things, you're not going to be healthy. You're not going to be a good mom because you're lacking all of that, or you're not going to you're going to burn yourself into the ground and eventually you're not going to be a good mom. Like maybe you're like, well, no, I'm a great mom and I I ignore myself and it's just a season. No, because at the end of that season, you're going to be lost. You're going to maybe not even make it to the end of that season because you're going to get so down in a hole because you're not taking care of yourself. So maintain your hierarchy. Kids come next. We can't forget those, but our culture won't let us. So don't worry. (laughs) And I don't think we can either. We love our kids. They're great just not number one. Uh, and, and really like having this out of order, um, in any sense can totally put your whole life out of whack. So it's important. All right. Number eight. Um, another reason is that maybe you are trying to do it alone. I talk about this a lot. It's true. You cannot do it alone. You need to have your church community. You need to have um, people investing in your life, pouring into, you. you need to be plugged in, serving in a church. You have relationships there. You're invested there. Um, along with that, like you need to ask for help and you need to receive help. So people offer help. You need to receive it. You can't be so wanting to protect your kids that you let no one else watch them. I see this more and more. And I, I understand like the world is a scary place. There are real dangers to watch out for. And so I get it. But at the same time, 
I'm going to have a whole episode on this too. <laughs> so many, so many episodes are, are streaming from this, but ultimately we can't protect our kids. Like that's only something God can do. Um, and we have to trust God with that. And if we just try and do it, we're going to end up again in a big hole and a big mess of mom. Um, because we need other people to help us and we need to be able to trust them. Now we need to use wisdom and who we trust, but it is essential to let other people take care of your kids because you need that break. You, know, you and your husband need that break. Uh, you need that break to whether it's pursue work, whether it's to just have some time alone, whatever that looks like that is needed. Um, and if you are like, well, I don't have anyone to ask for help. I don't have any family around. I don't have X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, there's, you know, how money maybe it is. There are babysitting swaps. I have a friend that they take turns watching each other's kids so they can go on dates. So there's no excuses. You can't do this alone. It's too much. You're not meant to. There are always ways to figure it out. So make sure you're letting people in on your parenting journey. All right, number nine, another reason you might just fall into this um, messy mom culture is that you need training. So, you know, if you think about it, like no one goes and has any kind of career without training. Like even the most basic of jobs, right? We we get training when we get hired. Um, and then for most jobs, you know, any anything beyond basic, like we often need school. We need uh, certifications. We need degrees. We need... Uh, um, and, and even just to develop our career, we need like extra conferences we go to and all of these things, right? That's how we advance at our career. That's how we get better at it. That's how we excel. So why would we go through motherhood, which takes more time and energy and effort than any of our work ever will, at least in this season. I know it, it weans off, but I think if you add up all the hours, I'm guessing you, yeah, I don't know how, how it, I don't know how it equates, but it's a big deal, right? It consumes so much of our life. And so why would we go through all of that and not train ourselves and not invest in ourselves and not help ourselves get better at this? Like, this is essential. And for me, this has been so pivotal in my motherhood. Um, the first course I ever bought was from Mother Like a Boss. Um, I think it was called Homemakerish You. And it taught me how to clean. It taught me how to create some systems and routines. Um, it just gave me so many ideas for how I could just do things differently. Um, yeah, I mean, I've read books on this too. I read uh, the book from Marie Kondo. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but you know, just how to purge things and get rid of things. I also read Ali Kazaza's book on that. Um, and then I also have done the Systemize Your Life Academy and I learned even more how to develop systems and how to declutter your house and dive in and all of these things, how to set up a, a planner and Oh my goodness, right? So there's so much I've invested there. Um, I've also invested in parenting books, like the book I talk about endlessly, Shepherding a Child's Heart. There's other um, parenting books I've read, right? There's, I, I can name so many other things that I have used, I have bought, um, spent my time and in investment to, in order to improve to get better as a mom, to get better with my house. You know, a lot of these have been in the area of house because that's kind of a weakness of mine. So I've been constantly trying to figure out what that looks like and get better at it. Um, and so make sure if you need some training, invest the time, invest the money. It is well worth it. I promise you. 
And maybe for you, that'll also be the Morning Mama Academy whenever it relaunches. <laughs> That's really an investment in how to be a healthy person, which translates to being a healthy mom, a healthy wife, all of the things, healthy daughter. So I'll, I'll let you know about that. Um, but let's jump to number 10. So the last one is the reason you might be trapped in this lie of messy mom culture is that it's become part of your identity. And I think that we can all fall into identity traps. Um, just this idea where we slowly make something that we're doing part of our identity. We start doing something and then we begin to see ourselves as people that do that, right? Okay. So like an example is, and this kind of relates to me, uh, if, if we're people that often run late, (laughs) so yes, I can be one of those people. I've been trying to not let it be part of my identity, but right. We, we, we start running late and, and it's often, it happens often. And then it becomes a joke and people are trying to make it lighthearted. And, and now it's just this thing that happens every time. And, and we begin to see ourselves as the kind of people that are late, the kind of people that are late, that, that often are late for things. And so then, you know, I've even found myself doing this depending on what it is. But when I'm trying to get ready for something and I notice myself running late and I'm like, oh, should I cut this out of my routine I'm doing or should I stop this early? And then I'm like, well, my husband already knows that I'm usually late. So it's okay <laughs> because now I have taken it on onto my identity, how I see myself. And so parts of this messy mom culture might feel like you. You might feel like, yeah, I'm just the mom that stays in her pajamas all day. I'm just the mom with a messy house and it's just us. I'm just the mom that drinks wine all the time. Like whatever it is, it can become a part of how you see yourself, which is then just going to perpetuate the cycle. So we've got to remove that. You got to first identify if there's any aspects of this culture that have attached themselves to you and you've got to name that. And then you've got to, to, to get rid of that, to, to speak the truth over yourself, to separate yourself from this thing that you have done. And that is not you. That is something you've done. And now that means you're capable of changing it because it's not you. And that's really the first step of changing things is, is changing how you see yourself. All right, mom, I hope this has encouraged you and just helped you just kind of pinpoint some areas in your life where you have just fallen into this trap. Um, and that I hope it helps you know that there's more available. Like I get it. I've been there. I have moments where I'm there and there's so many of us that have, I think all of us at some point have fallen into this. So don't take on shame. Just say, Hey, this is, this is a good indicator that it's time to shift some things and I can do this. So let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for motherhood. I thank you for the beautiful mess that it is, God. And I just thank you for what you have waiting for us in it, Lord. And I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, wherever she's at in this process of of seeing herself as a mom and living out what it looks like to be a mom, God, I pray that you would help her to hear this and just help her to know what her next step is, God. What does she do from here? How does she move forward? Just, Just an inch, God, not a mile, just an inch. Show her what step to take, whether that's reading a book or buying training or um, just beginning to shift and and speak truth over herself, God. Um, 
or maybe taking a fast. Like God, whatever that is, God, show her that step, Lord, and give her the courage to see it out, the endurance to see it out, God, and um, just speak that truth over her and just confirm it inside of her, God. We just thank you for the freedom that comes from knowing you and loving you and following you, God, and we just receive that freedom right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.